listening to the Open Wheel Spectacular Podcast. Here is your host, T.J. Buffenbarger. Hello, world. On this edition of the Open Wheel Spectacular, I had a moment to sit down with Danny Sams III about his newly announced plans for the 2023 season. Sams is going to have a unique situation racing for two teams with the same sponsorship support. Sams also sat down to talk to us about a very unique situation where he lives and works in Florida and commutes up here on the weekends to race. It's a very unique situation, but it's not quite as difficult as one might think. So before we get started with Danny, though, make sure to support our great sponsors on TJSlideways.com. All-Star Performance, Dirt Track Nation, Maxim Chassis, and MSP Mounts. Thank you for your support. And without further ado, here's Danny Sams. Danny Sams III, first of all, I want to congratulate you on the big news this week that broke uh, at I-96 Speedway, for those that might not have read it or uh, uh, weren't the racetrack, why don't you explain what uh, you're going to be up to in 2023, because it's a little bit unique. Yeah, um, I'm very, very fortunate to, to have two great people in my life now. Um, you know, it's hard enough to get, you know, one great car owner, and now I've got two. And uh, I know that sounds a little confusing, but... You know, I run right now with, with Rocky Anderson at Randerson Racing, and uh, we're sponsored by Home Pro Roofing, which is Shannon Eifert. And, um, well, Shannon has his own cars, and he was like, hey, would you like to run winter? And I said, of course I'd love to run winter. And, you know, we kind of came together with Rocky, and we struck a deal to where, you know, I'll take some Shannon's cars, the Home Pro cars, and uh, go run down Volusia and, you know, all the East Bay and all the big races down here. We'll hit some high limit stuff and, and when I'm not running that car, I'll run the Randerson Racing car. And uh, that's the car I run now. So it'll kind of work out perfect. As the Randerson cars are getting redone through the winter, we can go run the, you know, the Shannon Eifert cars and then, uh, you know, flip-flop back and forth. So I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am and, and super thankful. Yeah, it is a big step up to you, for you. Now, it sounds like you're going to be doing quite a bit more 410 racing with us as well. Yeah, that's definitely the plan. We've been uh, trying to strike as many 410 races as we can this year and uh, as much double duty and, you know, trying to get me as ready as I can for it. And uh, we definitely still have a lot of work to do, but we made more than big strides than we thought we ever were going to make. So we're super happy with that. And uh, we'll see what we can carry down here in Volusia, really see where we are. And are, will you be chasing any points in 2023 in theory, or is it going to be more of a pick-and-choose schedule? As of now, it would be a pick-and-choose schedule, but uh, that was supposed to be the plan this year, so who really knows what, what, what can happen. And, uh, you know, nothing's ever set in stone, but as of now, it's going to be more pick-and-choose, more bigger races kind of the aim, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, you're from Northport, Florida, which is quite a ways from Michigan. Now, a lot of our listeners may not realize we've talked about, between us quite a bit, of what you do to get to the racetrack every week. So I know I've had a couple of people ask me, how do, what are the logistics of you like living and working in Florida and going racing in Michigan? I know it sounds like such a big hassle and deal, but really, a long time ago, we kind of figured out was the easiest way. And there's no racing in Florida like as of now, like any big race, and you have to travel 14, 15 hours minimum to go somewhere. So we started looking and, and figuring, and uh, we found Allegiant, and we can fly one way for $70, and that's what kind of got us up there. And we, You know, it's a direct flight. I can leave on Thursday night, and then I can fly home Sunday night. You know, I, I, I work a full-time job at home. I'm a machinist. I make stuff for the military. And uh, I'm with a bunch of guys that race, too, so it's a good deal. 
And, uh, yeah, every week I hop on a plane, head up there. It's 20 minutes from my house, Punta Gorda, Florida, to South Bend, Indiana, which is 20 minutes from the shop. And, you know, if we get, we book them early enough, they're cheap. It's, it's actually the easiest way. You know, work smarter, not harder, right? And that sounds like what you're doing. You know, you make it sound like it's a cinch. What's the closest, though, you've been to maybe sweating it of not making it? Or has it been pretty consistent the whole time? Uh, no, we'll definitely – the more we've ever sweat is coming home. You know, if we have a wreck or something, well, we, we still do all of our own work on the cars. And, uh, you know, we, we gotta, you know, if we have to stay up there later, we'll stay up there later, but we always are a Thursday night minimum. We never on a Friday, it's not worth taking the chance. So if something did happen Thursday, we could always have to make the trek up by car. We could. And as we only came close to missing flights on the way home, not on the way here. So, like, for instance, not to bring up bad things, but when the when you had the situation at Fremont where you wrecked the car, like, how does that change your week up? Well, I mean, Fremont, we actually got lucky. We were able to get back and get the car mostly fixed. But if we can get in, and then sometimes we can uh, work on getting flights where we come in Thursday morning and we have plenty of time to work on or we leave Sunday night or Monday morning. And we can change and choose every once in a while a little bit, but – it really depends on if we can get flights, change our deal, and we would just if not, we'll stay up there the whole week, and that's just part of it. And you know, my boss knows that he's really great to me. He does a lot for me, and you know, I've got a really good deal going on. I was gonna say, if you've got the boss, the flight, the location, and you get to live in Florida, it sounds like pretty cherry to me, actually. So you've got a really nice deal. Yeah, it's worked out really good, and I, I love Florida. I, I love everything about it, and. uh just happy to be able to go back and forth and still chase the dream yeah if you ever notice danny quite often is sporting much like i sport my state of michigan silhouette gear i respect him because he always is sporting a silhouette of a florida on his hat so he's always the state silhouette on his hat so i always like it when people are proud of where they're from that's pretty neat so uh yeah moving into uh kind of your past a little bit you know you were a fixture around the uscs stuff and you'd done some florida stuff but what made you want to take the desire to go through this and take the step up i mean you probably could have just stayed down there ran uscs as you said it's a lot of travel still but what made you want to take the step up oh we made the step up to michigan for the reason of traveling and uh that that put me in touch with really good people and uh you know there's a lot of good people up in this area and uh it really worked out good, and we got a ride for the ASCS deal a couple of years ago, and that that put put our game to the next level. We did we got tenth, but that doesn't sound like much, but that was a goal, and we learned more than you could ever learn. Then we came, we got in touch with Rocky and came back, and uh, you know, with a bunch of good people. But now everyone's like really happy with how I've been driving, and everyone wants to go to that next level with me. They want to, you know, they they're, they're pushing me to go to that next level to. You know, go chase some bigger races. We, you know, they see potential in me, and I'm I'm more than thankful for everything that they're doing for me. And uh, we'll just keep on pushing and and try to get ourselves to that next level. That ASCS tour had to be tough. You did it during 2020 with all the restrictions and everything going on at the time, and a lot of uncertainty. But what do you think was your biggest takeaway from that experience? What's the biggest thing you gained from that season of going on the ASCS national tour? Well, it's uh, it was me and my dad, and that was the that was the toughest part. But we learned a lot about a car, a sprint car in general. You know, different ways to do things, and then the driving. You know, there's a lot of generous driving in some areas, and uh, 
up there when you're racing with them guys that you give an inch, they'll take three. And, uh, that's what I had to learn, you know, to put up with that. And there's never any drama or anything like that. And it took my driving level to, it took it 10 steps up instead of one step every season. It was a, you know, it was a whole different animal out there. You know, you got on every track in the world you could think of and, and I had to get out there and figure out how to drive it. And then by the end of the season, we were figuring out how to do it. It was just getting that next level. It was, you are who you run with, they say. So, and then we started becoming this. And then 2021, you came back up here. Uh, you want to race at Mare. When do you think that really started turning around, like really clicking for you up here? Because uh, it seemed like sometime after the CS National Tour and stuff, you really started clicking. But is there like a moment when you went off the tour and you came up here and you're, it was kind of like an aha moment of like, okay, this is really working now? And uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, we came back to Rocky Anderson and, you know, he put me in a car last year and. We were, we were getting in tune with that car. We started off as a seventh to eighth place car last year at the beginning of the year. And you can, like, if you put our finishes on a line graph, it was a slow trajectory up. We were getting better and better. By the end of the season, we were a top three car. And we just needed a little luck to fall our way. And by the end of the season last year, we got that first win. And, you know, we opened the season this year with two wins at Wayne County. And, and, uh, that, that was like, we, you know, we really started getting on our game. Everything was starting to mesh good. We were getting comfortable with the cars and, I was getting comfortable with the setup. They're getting comfortable listening to me saying what the car needs. And uh, it really just started working together. And, you know, it takes so much to, to win. You know, it's hard, so hard to do. And we, we started kind of getting the puzzle pieces closer. That Wayne County thing was what really grabbed my attention. Winning those two features in the same night in Ohio against some pretty stout competition that night. And, you know, what did it mean to you? Like, how much do you think that raised your, your – uh, your awareness in the sprint car world as soon as you did that sweep at Wayne County? Um, you know, I knew we were going to be good in the 360. That was a track that suited me. And we went quick time after going out last group. And I did, I qualified okay in the 410. And uh, the heat race in the 360, I went fourth to first in the first corner. And, and I led the whole thing and won it. And we were like, all right. You know, I started on pole for the 410, but we did great. You know, this is only my third run in the 410. We won the 360. And this is only my third run. So my dad's like, let's just bring you home. You did everything you need to do. And I got a good start and got a run down into one, slid for the lead. And, and it was kind of, you know, end all. I didn't know I, how far ahead I was. I thought for sure people would be coming. And after I won that, it was just like, I don't know, almost like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like, I didn't feel like somebody, but I felt like I did something. And when I got on top of the wing, I just, I knew like, this is like, this is one of the moments I'll never forget in my life, you know. This is only my third run in the car, and we're, you know, we're a winner. And we were walking in the rest area, and it was starting to really sink in. I was like, my dad looks at me and goes, you're a 410 winner, you know. And that wasn't even something we could imagine have said at the beginning of this year. We were, we were you know, we were going to be happy if we could start making shows. And for us to do that was, you know, that really set the precedent for the season. We were, like, un, un, unbelievable. You know, we couldn't believe it. And then – uh to go on and keep winning was the big deal for us. You know, you're still mathematically in the championship chase. You're still a pretty decent shot at winning it. Um, it might take some help or stuff. How are you going to approach the last two races knowing that uh, you have that championship on the line? Well, we're going to do what we do every time. You know, we go to the track to win, but we've had one heck of a year. We've had it locked up a few times, we were thinking, and then I we blew you joint here, and then we had a problem here. Uh, Rod came off here. We've had quite a few DNS, 
And one of them's my fault. Yeah, definitely on the wreck at Fremont was my fault. And that, that put us behind because we put some parts on the car that we thought were right and they weren't right. And, uh, you know, that put us behind for a couple bad, more bad finishes. And, you know, it takes so much and so consistent to, to win, you know, a championship. We still have a chance. And, you know, some, some of them guys are due for a bad race, but it's part of it. You know, we've had a couple bad races and, and some of them are out of your hands, some are in your hands, but it takes that not letting them be in your hands to, to win championships. So I learned a lot this year and uh, we're definitely going to go out there and try to win every race. And, and it, we, we still have a, a decent chance in this where we can close out. That'd be incredible, but we're going to definitely chase as hard as we can. So what's the plan for the rest of 2022 now that the GLSS season is winding down? Where Are you going to do any races uh, after Labor Day weekend? Uh, definitely the plan is to run more and uh, we're going to, we're going to go to Lernerville with the fast series to, to shake down a few cars. And then we're going to get, try to run the all-star race at Eldora. We're going to run some Butler stuff. We're just, and then we're going to pick and choose as many as we can. We'll, we'll definitely squeeze out as many races as we can to finish out the year. And, uh, you know, keep me as ready as I can for winter. And uh, we're going to try to run some November stuff. And we're talking about the flip swap 50 at Riverside with USDS and, uh, kind of just play by ear, you know, see, see how good the car is and uh, how happy everyone is, everyone's ready to go or not. And, uh, you know, some of it's up to me, some of it's not, but we've got, i got a great car owner and he's ready to race whenever. And uh, if we keep the equipment together, I don't see why we wouldn't race till the till snow hits the ground. All right, so big picture here. Three years from now, where would you like to see yourself and this race team be? Uh, this race team definitely on the outlaw tour and uh that's a that's a big ask. But you know, if we can keep consistency up, everyone involved, I've got the best people you could ask for in the race industry I I can say, you know, involved. Everyone wants to to help and uh help me get to that level and everyone wants to be a part of it. So, you know, if we keep everyone together, everyone happy, I feel like I don't feel like anything's out of the picture. If we run good down in Florida you never know, you know, we, we struck, you know, a top 10 with outlaws, you know, what that the sky's the limit for us then. So if we could get to that level, that'd be happy. Two years, we're wanting to do the all-stars for sure. So we can keep, keep an upward trajectory. That's the goal. Well, that sounds like some lofty goals, and you're going to have to have those in racing. Well, Danny, you've been a very interesting and fun addition to the racing scene here. It's been a lot of fun seeing your growth uh, throughout the past few years, and uh, look forward to seeing you uh, take a swing at this championship over the next couple weeks. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Danny Sams III, for taking time out of his evening to visit with us. If uh, you enjoyed tonight's Open Wheel Spectacular podcast, make sure to subscribe on Podbean iTunes, Google Podcast, and any other popular podcast platform you may use. So until our next edition, travel safe. Look forward to seeing you at the racetrack soon. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Open Wheel Spectacular.